At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Okay, so if you know me, you know Karen. Karen is sitting across from me right now, my best friend who I've known for how many years? It'll be 30 next spring. For real? 93. 30 years. Okay, so <laughs> 30 years is a long, 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 long. I can't, it has it really been 30 93. years? That's so weird. May of 93. Okay. I remember that day like it was yesterday. The day Karen Swenson walked into my life. She was also a local TV reporter at the time. We met by chance and we clicked instantly. It was one of those unexplainable, unspoken connections. From day one, we've understood each other, we've supported each other, we've laughed together, and we've gone through life together. Like most of us, Karen has experienced both the incredible highs of life, like the birth of her daughter, Catherine, but she has also endured some of life's most trying moments, like the passing of her beloved husband, John, just under five years ago. But throughout it all, Karen has shown incredible grace And if you've ever seen her, you can picture her beaming smile. She is pure joy. That's just who Karen is. Karen's also not afraid of change. In fact, she faces it head on. Life's about change, as she'll tell you. Her perspective inspires me, and I hope it will inspire you too. I'm Hoda Kotb, and welcome to a very special best friend edition of my podcast, Making Space. I've known Karen for a long time and we're going to get into how we met, but you know what I just found interesting? What I realized about you this weekend that I don't know, I guess I always knew it, but how old are you? 53. 53. 53. Okay. At 53 years old, (laughs) you keep making new friends. You make friends At this stage, like, I think by now, a lot of people have their circle. It's like you have your best friend and your sister and you're this and you're that, and that's the circle. But what you've been doing, and I've noticed it lately especially, is you'll meet someone and say, I just met this really hilarious person. I got her phone number. We're going to have coffee. I met this (laughs) really neat person. So are you... Like, is that just, what's going on? Like, are you trying to do something? Are you just doing it? So, you know, I think I took a page from your book from years ago. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. I actually do listen. (laughs) (laughs) When you said one time, you said, I'm just going to start saying yes. Yeah. And so more recently, I've just started saying yes. And that would apply to the coffees and the dinners. And maybe I don't feel like going out, but I'm going to make myself go out. And then I'm always glad that I did. But you're seeking out. It's more than that. Like, I don't feel like it's just you're on the receiving end. Like, should I go or should I not go? You meet someone, someone brand new, and they become like a new friend. You just met some comedian who's hilarious, you love, but it doesn't matter who or when, but you're just doing that. Do you feel like there's room in your life for like more people? Always. Yeah. Right. Always for the right people. Mm -hmm. And you don't know until you engage. 
Yeah. So unless you engage and get a sense for what that person is all about, you don't know if you're about to start a brand new fabulous friendship or, you know, whatever. No bad can come out of exploring it. I think that's important because I feel like at a certain point, because there are always people have issues, trust issues, or, you know, look, who are you going to share your secrets with? How many people are you going to share your secrets with? Do you pick one person? Do you pick... How many have you had? I'm your, careful with that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, the same five people yeah. who were in my bridal party yeah. would be the same five people today. Yeah. Those are the people in whom I would confide everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, to your point, I don't let a lot of people in. in, in. close. Very people have seen me truly emotional yeah. even. Yeah. Right? I agree I, with I'm, that. Yeah. So Karen and I met at WWL TV yes. many, many, many years ago. And I'm trying to figure out, like, sometimes you know when you meet someone, you're like, yep, that's it and done. And I don't really remember why we clicked, but we clicked. Like, it was, I thought it was quick. I thought it was like, it was like that. I mean, some friends you just know when you Mm -hmm. meet them. You're like, this friend is going to be around. And it started off as just a whatever friendship. And then I don't remember when we started using the term best friend, but we did. I know. I don't even remember when that happened. It was obvious pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty quickly. But I feel like everything (laughs) (laughs) turned the corner when I went to your house and we watched For the Boys, the movie For the Boys, and we ordered the pizza. If you've seen the movie For the Boys... It's Bette Midler, and it's there's some sadness the in it. the saddest thing I've ever seen in my okay, life. Okay, I knew Karen kind of, but I was like, let's watch a movie. <laughs> Karen came over, Four of the Boys came on, and Karen exploded into <laughs> tears. I almost called medics. Was, I've never seen anything like it. I'm saying I'm so stoic, but that movie. That movie. I don't know what happened. It was something. And now to this day, whenever there's a, whenever we're like, whenever she's crying, I go, was it for the boys or was it not that bad? She's like, not as bad as for the boys. For the boys is that the That was the bar. No, that was definitely the bar. That was the bar. Okay. So how would you describe yourself? I would say, you know, a mom and a journalist and, you know, trying my hand at at business. So I would say a businesswoman and a student probably. And you've always been a student. Yeah. There are big monumental moments in life. You've had a bunch. The first one, I mean, since in your adult life was getting married, which was beautiful. I got to witness that. It was amazing. The second one was the birth of Catherine, who's your daughter. Yeah. Oh, that's... And that was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know... I don't think I've ever seen you the way I saw you when you were pregnant. You were like, yeah. this is the dream. Like, this is the thing that you dreamt yeah. about. What do you remember about Catherine's, the day she was born? Oh, well, it was, you know, definitely the happiest day of my life, for sure, with hands down. Um, I think, you know, you and I both had different paths, mm-hmm. but motherhood did not come easy for either of us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Catherine was several years um, of trying mm-hmm. and being told, and surgeries and this, that, and the other, and... You giving me a fertility shot in your oh yeah the in office, your office in right 30 next Rock. door to where we are. <laughs> I remember <laughs> right, and there's Catherine. Um, to me, she was my miracle, and I and I've said that before. I mean, I, I would do anything for five more minutes with John, anything yeah. in the world. But I don't know how many miracles you get in life, and yeah. the miracle that I cling to because I believe that she is is my mm-hmm. daughter, mm-hmm. right? And she is all the great. Um, that John leaves behind. She is. So, yeah, she is. She's so much like him on so many levels. So that day was just, it made me complete. I always wanted to be a mom. I didn't grow up thinking I was going to be a journalist. I didn't know that I was going to do that until after college, actually. 
I knew I was going to be a mom. I actually want to be a mom of like five kids. You did? I did. I've always said that when I was growing up, you know, I want to be a mom. I, you know, when you're little and you have to say, yeah. what do you want to be when you grow up? I wrote down babysitter. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, five wasn't in the cards, but I just am so grateful for the for the one I have. Yeah, she's amazing. She is, by the way, she's a brilliant kid. I mean, and she's so grown. She's a teenager. She'll yeah. be 20 soon. Yeah. Um, can you believe? What's no. it like? What's it like parenting a child who is older because, you know, our parents parented us when we were in yeah. college. Like, I don't yeah. know what they were doing, but right. what do you, like, how do you decide how to parent? How much do you go in? How much do you say you do you? You try to give them, I think, a little bit more of a leash, right? It's longer and longer and longer. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, on this trip, she happened to say, gosh, I kind of miss being little again. She said that? Right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it is daunting to be a young person yeah. in this day and age too, right? So sometimes yeah. I think they they miss having that structure and stuff. But they this is part of the education. This is what I tell her too. I, I, I did encourage her to go away as my parents encouraged me because yeah. the education extends beyond the academic right. Um, career, right? So it's not necessarily tough love, but it's trying to teach them independence, which is absolutely as important as anything they learn in the So books. your parents were all about like, you go, I want, we want you to go away to school. Yes. And so I went from Arizona to Pennsylvania. And Ta-da. how did you adjust to that? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I was the new kid though, every two or three years, right? My dad worked for the government. So we transferred my whole childhood. So it wasn't nearly as daunting for me as it might've been for somebody else who was for the first time leaving their small hometown and going to, you know, somewhere else. So what do you learn when you are a kid who's like a lot of military kids or government kids know what that's like? It's like you pack up, you move, you're somewhere else, you're somewhere else. And you're the new kid over and over and over. What did you learn from being the new kid? Are you a pleaser? (laughs) have this argument. People-pleasers. I'm a people-pleaser. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Inherently, I am. You want to be liked when you're the new kid in the class. And we never moved in the summer, right? We always always moved moved in the school year. Middle of the school year. So you walk in and I would just say, hi, I'm Karen. And then I would just try to keep my mouth shut in the back of the class and just wait. But it worked for me that way. And I did make friends and I hated it at the time. And I look back and I'm absolutely grateful for every single place we ever lived, even the ones I hated at the time because that, you know, aged yeah, it's like it whatever. can be the worst. Yeah, yeah, I hated it in high school. And now I'm so grateful that I have those friends in Arizona. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience in Arizona and the culture I was exposed to all over the country. How did you deal when you were, when you didn't like something, you didn't like school? How did you deal with it? What'd you I do? was such a, a pain, in the, pain in the neck. Yeah. yeah. I was awful in high school. My parents joke about it today. I mean, I was so bad. You can't, oh. I just wouldn't speak to them. I'd come home. I would go in and I'd put my boom box up really, really loud and listen to Bruce Springsteen's song called Growing Up. I would just listen to Springsteen all day long. And one day, so my father was kind of climbing a ladder mm-hmm. for his own career, a career that he loved and to which he was entirely committed. And one day he came up and he sat on my bed. I'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you're this sad, I'll retire. I can find something else. And from that moment on, Hmm. that very second, Mm -hmm. the switch flipped. I don't know if sometimes kids just need to know, you know, like it was an acknowledgement. It was more than an acknowledgement. It It was the potential sacrifice of his entire career. And I... Oh my gosh, everything just switched. I started joining all the clubs, you know, and then that high school. From that one conversation. I'll never forget it. Boy, there's a takeaway there. Right? It's like you felt seen and heard and you knew that your dad was willing to do that. And Yes. I mean, picture doing something similar with your child. Right, but you realize that you you wouldn't do, you'd do anything for your child. Right. 
but sometimes you would not expect like, I will not do this job that I've spent my whole life training yes. for that's supporting us yes. for your happiness. Yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. big. It was unbelievable. That's big. Okay. So you went from back to people pleasing because we have this <laughs> conversation a lot because I am too, but I'm really, really working at not being it. Right. Only because I feel like sometimes we all try to, we're not ourselves. And I feel like I've spent a lot of my life pretending, like, let me paint it on. And I'm not saying we should be moody all the time or say I'm feeling this and feeling that, but sometimes I feel like, why can't I just be me and be kind? That's it. I'm not going to become something for you, but I'm going to try not to twist myself into something I'm not so that this person can feel better about this moment. I'll be me and I'll be kind, but I'm not gonna, I want to be who I am. And sometimes as a pleaser, you're like, what does he need? I'll be that. What does she need? I'll be that. I'll be that. I'll be that. I'll be that. What do you think? Well, (laughs) no, I disagree (laughs) completely. (laughs) I don't think we should change who we are. In other words, I'll be that. I'll be that. I'll be that. But I guess I I think part of my own personality is if if you need something I'll get that I'll do that that to me I feel like is of service isn't bad being of service right, right. and I feel That's like sometimes different. there's probably you know a part of people pleasing that is okay yeah that we can own yeah. and be proud of and say yeah. like it's okay to put others first which I'm not saying you don't but I, and yeah. I hear what you're saying coming up from one of the happiest moments of her life to one of the saddest Karen opens up about losing her husband John and shares the advice she has for others. The thing I would tell other women who are in this predicament, who are new to the club, would be to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. There's no right way or wrong way to grieve. Mm -hmm. Do not judge. More with Karen, my best friend, when we come back. Every parent is a busy parent. There's enough on your plate without piling on your kids' homework. And considering how much teaching methods have changed, most of us are a little rusty anyway. Consider IXL, an excellent resource for homework that can make a huge impact on your child's ability to learn. Backed by research, kids using IXL are actually scoring higher on their tests. Our techniques help them master topics in a fun way, complete with positive feedback. We're seeing improvements all across the country as IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S., And IXL is also very affordable. One month of IXL costs less than the typical hour of tutoring. On just one website, IXL covers all the kids in your home from pre-K to 12th grade. Sign up today to get 20% off your membership at IXL.com slash H-O-D-A. That's IXL.com slash H-O-D-A. I guess probably the biggest, saddest thing that's happened to you, obviously, since I've known you, was when John passed away. And a lot of people go through that. And you say that to me all the time. I see people who've gone through it. Um, When you lose someone who you love like that, what is the way that you found is the best way for you to deal with loss? You know, it's been a little over four years, and I'm still trying to figure that out. Hmm. But I guess the thing I would tell other women who are in this predicament, who are new to the club, would be to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. 
There's no right way or wrong way to grieve. Mm -hmm. Do not judge. And choose your own labels. What does that mean? About a week after John passed, I had to fill out some form for life insurance. Uh And having to check the box, widow, was the most difficult single moment, I think, in my lifetime. Wow. Because I was so not ready. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I listen to you speak with Iman, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, it's not my late husband, it's my mm-hmm. husband. And mm-hmm. to, I, that resonated with me so much. I was mm-hmm. walking through the house and I stopped mm-hmm. and I turned and I listened to the rest of that interview because I thought, I get it, yes. And you know, we all come to terms with things, we accept things, yeah. we choose to move on however we choose to move on, yeah. on our own time. Yeah. And so um, I'm still learning. Because I think people do try to rush. Well, I guess not rush, but when someone will ask you, well, when did your husband pass away? And you'll say four years and they'll go, oh, okay. Like right. almost like, well, oh, good. You're you're done. You're through that, right? Let's move on to the next thing. It, and how do you react to those kinds of things? That means if they react that way, that means they haven't gone through it, mm. right? So you give grace to that person too, mm-hmm. because sometimes people aren't sure what to say and they mm-hmm. don't want you to hurt. Mm-hmm. And so they will avoid Whenever anyone says my husband's name, it invariably lifts my spirits. Mm. No matter how much it may hurt later, it in that moment, I'm like, thank you. And I always thank them. I say, thank you for, for remembering him. Thank you for keeping his memory alive. Isn't that funny? Because a lot of people tiptoe around stuff like that because they think by mentioning, by the mere sound of someone's name, that you will bring back a wave of grief. And let's not talk about that. Let's not bring that up. We don't yes. want it. We're all having fun. Let's yes. not. But you say don't. For me, the yeah, way for I, I love it. I you if do? I'm having a great time and somebody's afraid of saying something, yeah. you know, um, you know, and then all of a sudden they bring up a funny story about him. They were all funny. I am so <laughs> grateful, right? He was he was hilarious. He was hilarious. He was hilarious. So I'm so grateful when they do that. And it makes me only more appreciative of the time I had with him. And to such a great extent, I still feel him with me now. Yeah, you do. I do. And I think, you know, I what are your alternatives? You can either crawl up in a ball Mm -hmm. and cry the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Or the way I look at it is try to live up to what he would expect from me. Mm. What would he Mm -hmm. want from me? I try to make him proud. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I hope someday I'm running into his arms. Like, you know, when we heard about (laughs) Betty White and she said her name, Alice. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget that because I thought, oh, I, you know. Right, when Betty White passed, her husband had passed so long before. Right. You could imagine them together. Yeah. I held, you know, I held John's hands for those last three hours. And, you know, right, you know, at some point the nurse comes in and says, it's really time. Yeah. And, you know, I've always kind of like joked at the same time I've been the, in the middle of the throes of grief. tragedy. Yes, grief. you do. That's your thing. I know. I can't help it. And I leaned in his ear and I said, you better come and get for me. So, come and get me sometime. Like, oh, don't give it to somebody else. So, anyway. <laughs> I know. I miss him. Uh, humor's been your thing, man. That's That's been like your savior. And John's too. And, right, and yours. Ev- and mine and your parents and yeah, everybody. We all laugh through it. I think there is something about that because sometimes no matter how inappropriate it might feel... And that no matter how funky it might get, sometimes that's like that's like the life raft, isn't it? That's like yeah. the thing. Yeah. It keeps you afloat, right? Yeah. Because you're sinking, sinking, sinking. You do something and you laugh and you're you're at you're least back. You're, you're at the back surface, up. right? You're back at the surface. Yeah. And you have made me do that through every <laughs> crisis in my entire life. Even, we don't have to yeah. dwell on the sad subject, but at the funeral, do you remember the amount of water that you gave me? <laughs> there were like 1,200 people. He was so well-loved. 
after every single one of those people came up to say they were very sorry, Hoda would give me an entire eight ounce bottle of water. Well, it I, was the well, I worried you were going to dehydrate. I just kept giving kept it to saying. you. And but by the way, you were so great. I still remember that day for a million reasons. Obviously, it was the most beautiful service, but it was the grace with which you had listening to every single story. And I was struck by that. Like, I was wondering, I don't think I ever asked you, but I was wondering, like, you were engaged. You weren't numb. You weren't not paying attention. You were in their eyes. You were. They were telling you a story about what John meant to them. They were weeping. You were comforting. It was sort of reversed. It was a period of time that I chose to be in the moment, much like when I got married. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. when I was about to walk down the aisle, a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. Angela Hill, said, mm-hmm. be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Be in the moment because you that. don't want to forget it. And before the funeral, I, I said a, a very specific prayer. And I said, please, let me be in the moment. Give me the ability to remember everybody that comes up mm-hmm. and the composure to be able to, you know, remember John the way in which he mm-hmm. ought to be remembered. So I, I was really grateful. And I honestly don't, I have to think that that came from the higher power because <laughs> I don't know how I, 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 you know, went through it. I have to think it was from the 7,000 bottles of water you gave me. <laughs> well, I got to tell you. <laughs> Nourishing my you soul. Were, by the way, you remembered every person's name. I was and you were, I remember you kept saying to me, whispering back, like, I am remembering all these, I, <laughs> I know what they're talking clear. about. You knew the specific story they yeah, were telling you about that. him. Yeah. What were the best traits in John? What did he have that made you? He was so humble. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. Um, so strong in every sense, faith-filled. Um, he was misunderstood. I think a lot of people just thought he was this like big, tough guy, yeah. but he had the softest heart. Yeah. Um, and he just, I think about it all the time. And I, I think almost everybody would agree when you were with him, there was something about you that made you want to be a better person. Mm. And he always made me want to be a better person. Mm. So anyway, there, it's that. But he also made me laugh. And, you know, yeah, he was just so self-deprecating and his family's hilarious. And he told the funniest stories the first, yeah. I mean, the first date, I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. And it was like, that's it. In fact, I wore your clothes. Do you remember that? I don't remember. Couldn't do fit mean? into my own because, um, <laughs> so, well, actually, mine, it was, yours were better, actually, let's be honest. Okay. I was like an intern, everybody, and she was the big cheese and she had this beautiful wardrobe. So I went into your apartment because we yeah. lived in the adjacent in the apartments. apartments, yeah. And you Perhaps. had a pair of black pants, I still okay. remember, that had the grid. Okay. And you had like a green blazer. Yeah. And you wore that and on I the wore first that day. on the first day. I still remember that. How are you different now? Because you're different, obviously. Because yeah. you don't take crap anymore. You used to take more crap. I used to take, you did. Yeah, I was, you take a lot. I was a crap taker. Yeah. Um, now you're like, no. Now I'm a crap taker. No. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but no. you don't, you don't, you really don't. You kind of say, like, this is what I want. Well, when we were in your office talking before this, mm-hmm. you made this distinction between being a people pleaser and being um, a, a floor mat. Yeah. And I am definitely not a floor mat anymore. Doormat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. What did I call it? A doormat. Floor mat. <laughs> I always do that. Okay. <laughs> this is our whole okay. friendship has been like that. Yeah. Okay. I always. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm not, so you're a, not a doormat or a doormat. You're, but you're not. Yeah. No, you're not going to get rolled no. over. No. No. So no. I think, and that has come with age where, you know, I have patience mm-hmm. until I don't need to have it anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I... It's like there's enough. It's like your mom or my mom. Yeah. Our like moms I try to, to be just, nice. I'll give you a yeah. chance. But if, you know, at some point, like enough. Yeah. Uh, tell, okay. Yeah, tell oh, yeah. what? And no, you can't tell that story, the one about the parking lot. But you can tell it without all the details. <laughs> oh, my God. You can tell it without all the details. Okay. Just like when you're... Yeah. All right. I 
and the least confrontational human being you may have ever met, ever. right? Most people have met, right? Yeah. And so even sometimes mm-hmm. journalism was even difficult, but I would almost yeah. get into an alter body or ego or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so in my private life, I'm not uh-huh. confrontational. Yeah. And I was in the mall and I needed to get something for this particular show. And it's Friday. And I'm supposed to get on the plane. And, and I wait. so I'm going into the parking spot and this woman cuts me off and goes right into the parking spot before me. Ugh. Okay, you guys, I'm seriously thinking all this could go really south very quickly. Because there's road rage Right, there's road rage. crazy. But meanwhile, I was in the throes of my own road rage. So I was like, I'm not moving. And then- So you were cutting her off so she couldn't get in. Well, she had already cut me off, but then I didn't move. Which ordinarily, the the, the me that was, you know, for the first 53 years, I would have definitely been like, oh, I'm so sorry. No problem. You go, 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 go. But instead I was like, no, I'm just going to sit here and they're going to have to move because they cut me off and neither one of us is going to get this spot. And And I know how- this is so immature. This is ridiculous. No, it's I'm not. Explaining it. Anyway, so I sat there and I sat there and then I started looking at my phone because I was like, I'm not moving. And then I hear this tap, tap, tap on the on the, yeah. <laughs> the door. That was the, but by the way, that was the hill you were going to die on. You were going to, you were not like, going to let her have it. I don't care how angry they get. This is, if this is where, this is where it ends, this is where it ends. I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> I've acknowledged it. It could end all here. With, that's it. Done. <laughs> but then it, Oh, bless her heart. She opened, <laughs> she goes, that was my spot. And I go, you didn't see me. You could see me turning the corner. And then she, said, she goes, are you the lady from the news? Karen, go, Karen anchors oh. the news in, in New Orleans. I said, you didn't see me get the spot. And she goes, no, I go, okay, well, have a great day. <laughs> and I just left. But there's something Parked, like, about, two miles away. but there is something about when you have the line in the sand. I had it that with Haley the other day because she is like, does what she, you know, we're having breakfast. And I said, you know what? No one's going to choose what they're going to eat for breakfast. We're eating Cheerios, honey nut. That's it. Yeah. So I said, we're okay. Good morning, girls. We're having honey nut Cheerios. I don't like that. I was like, we're, that's what we're having. That's it. Just one thing. I don't want it. I want eggs. I go, you're not having eggs. Okay. We're having honey nut Cheerios. I'm not eating it. I go, okay. You're not going to eat. That's fine. And she's fine. Keep in mind, I wasn't like, fine. You're right, not right, eating. Right. I was just like, okay. So Hope ate her food and Haley's stomping around and I'm watching her rage around and start crying. I don't like how it tastes on my tongue, which isn't true. We eat it all the time. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Well, when you're hungry, you, you can have it. So I just waited and I waited like 30 minutes. I was like, I'm dying on this hill. I don't care. Cause I, there was it a happens. part of me, but cause sometimes yes. you're like, is it worth it? And then at the last second, you're like, you know what? We don't need a house full of rage over something so small. So you just decide to right. give them the thing because it's better. You know, you have to pick what, right. what your hills are going to be that are going to be like, for some reason I couldn't stop. I was like, no, no, not I'm today. Never. Yeah. Today's not your day, Haley. So then I just waited and waited and waited. Fine. I hear slams down the bottle, the thing of Cheerios. I don't even flinch. Takes the milk out of the fridge, which is like a disaster waiting to happen. I don't even move. Pours it in, eats it, slams it down and does this whole to-do. And I was so calm and not only calm on the outside pretending to be calm, I was actually calm inside. Yeah. Because I knew that sometimes when we give our kids a gazillion choices, yeah. They're running the show and that's not going to happen anymore. And I was just thinking like, sometimes you have to say, that's it. Oh, for sure. Especially as a mother. They yeah. have to have boundaries. Yeah. The kids crave them. There's no doubt. 
And you're an awesome I know. mother. I watch well, you mother, and it's just Yeah, but it's everyone amazing. was going crazy. You saw it. You almost said, why are they so wild? Did I never said that. It? But did you think it? No. Well, they weren't listening. They were I was great. They, were, they weren't listening. And you were like- They're perfection you, personified. Wait, did you think, why aren't they listening? Maybe you should, I should No, I think you're very, you were very calm. Look at but, how you just addressed that situation. You didn't raise your voice. You I didn't, didn't scream I from was the mountaintops. I was actually just, calm. Yeah, and I, you always are. I think there's something about- and you know what's weird? Like at the end of the day, I try to do this thing that I only do silently, but it's like three things I appreciate about myself before I go to bed. It sounds arrogant, but it's not because it's only you talking to you. Right. Like, what do I appreciate about what I did today? And sometimes I'll sit there and I can't think of a thing, but then I think really hard. Right. I'm like, what What do I appreciate? And I said, I said, I, I held my ground on that. That was a big one for me. It is. I was, so I, I, che- I like in my head, I check that off as something that I appreciated about myself. And then there's usually two more. What do you appreciate about yourself? Oh my gosh, I knew you were going to do that. Mm, no, you didn't. Because I almost didn't. And then I thought, well, why not? What do I appreciate about myself? Yeah. I appreciate, appreciate that I keep going. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's been something for the last maybe 10 years or so. Um, because it, it was, I feel like my whole 40s were spent, when I think about decades, right? Um, the 40s were just a blur. I would say that I'm proud that I just I keep going, keep trying to evolve and, and redefine and grow. Coming up, life's about change. Why that phrase holds special meaning to Karen. That's next. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So Karen worked as an anchor at WWL for many, many years, had tons of seniority, could have worked there forever if you wanted, and then decided that it was time to make a change. Now, that's scary because there are things like insurance, a paycheck, yeah. a child, life, uncertainty, like all the things that wrap up into it. What made you say, because there are people probably who are listening who are thinking, I kind of want to make a change, but I'm afraid. Right. It's, you know, I'm afraid. It's like equal parts exhilarating and terrifying at the yeah. same time, even now too. So I don't know that it was one thing. It was just sort of, you know, we get this one life and what do you want to teach your children? It wasn't so much about what I wanted to look back and say, but I wanted to, you know, my daughter had been hearing me talk about this idea for some for, for so long. And I really wanted her to know that you got to go for it. And sometimes going for it, necessitates risks and sometimes mm-hmm. big ones. And sometimes we fail. And that in if 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 it were to fail, 
that's a lesson too, and that's okay. Okay, let's talk about what you were choosing between. So you had this job, WWL, security, insurance. And a wonderful group. And what was the other option? The other option was to start my own company called Life's About Change and and venture into business, something I know very little about, um, but to just go for it and try to, you know, impart a little bit of good in the the world and, and try to inspire people to navigate changes. So what is Life's About Change and why was it worth the risk? Um, because I never wanted to have regret, mm-hmm. right? Um, that, that, that alone is, is what makes it worth the mm-hmm. risk. I didn't want to look back and say, gosh, that was such a fun idea. Why didn't I just try Why didn't it? I do I've it? been thinking right. about it for so long. And then, um, you know, sometimes it takes a little nudge and that nudge came in part from you and it came in part from one of John's doctors who said, you know, that idea life's about change, you know, it, it, it's, it can't certainly change what happens to us in life sometimes, but we can change the way we react to it. Mm-hmm. There's value in that. And so, you know, it did take friends and support to say, go for it. And then... Um, and what is the company, Life's About Change? It's a company that's designed to help people navigate life's changes. Mm-hmm. Even the good kinds are stressful, right? Mm-hmm. Even motherhood, new job, new promotion. It's all stressful, but to mm-hmm. help them navigate it a little easier mm-hmm. through inspirational gifts and then also mm-hmm. in services and where we connect people with stories of those who have navigated similar journeys. Mm-hmm. There's a whole part on the website. So that maybe. um you know, maybe you're the family of an alcoholic and you look at somebody who navigated that or you're somebody um, who is a new mom, right? Again, the inherent challenges of being mm-hmm. a new mom. And you can connect with people and we, we just hope to create a community that helps people get through challenging times, right? Well, and grow from them. What was like when you had your last day, because that's when it's real, you're right, like, okay, right. I'm really not having this secure job anymore. I'm really rolling it. What was that day like and what's it been like since? It was, um, for some reason, I had a very, I, had, I was very calm about knowing that it was the right time. Mm. And sometimes I think you just know yeah. when a chapter is is over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, it's a wonderful place where I feel like we can always return home, mm-hmm. right? It's just a welcoming environment. But I knew it was done. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't feel this tug. And when you didn't, yeah. I didn't feel that. And so even now, as I'm still very much in the middle of learning, I know it was the right decision. Yeah. You could sleep. Like yes. You sleep well about that. Yeah, yeah. because it, you just knew. And honestly, when I had that little bit of <laughs> scare, mm-hmm. when um, I was trying to decide, do I make this move or do I not make this move? And I had this horrific backache. And you remember, mm-hmm. I drove myself to the ER. I thought I had kidney mm-hmm. stones. Well, it turns out I had appendicitis, and it turned out that that the appendix had been cancerous. Mm-hmm. So that terrifying reality made me realize, too, you know, again, like I needed to have it reinforced in my head or something, but our time here is finite, so make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And that was such a gift to mm-hmm. catch it, catch it early, get it out of there. I'm like, okay, yeah. game on, let's do yeah. it. You know, I went on, I went to Vail, I slid down the side of a mountain. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying new You're things. You're doing things. Yes. You're free. Yes. <laughs> I mean, overall, this stuff is really like faith is such a big component. I mean, it's it kind of it's it's been hovering over you since I met you. It's hovering over you today. It hovered over you through meeting John and through his passing. Yeah. Um, what what comfort or what does that bring you in your life? It's party. It's your life. It's not really part of your life. It is. It is. It is. I'm I'm grateful that um, I'm rooted in in a mm-hmm. belief that makes me. Um, confident that there is a higher power looking 
over me that even the difficulties and the mistakes mm-hmm. will somehow be used for my greater good mm-hmm. or the greater good of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately, I have a magnet on my refrigerator that says, we're all here to just walk each other home. Mm-hmm. And at, ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, I do believe Mm-hmm. That there will be a place where there are no tears and everybody's happy and mm-hmm. everybody's young and you know so it, that's how you get through the difficult times. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I've always gotten Ooh, through them. I love that magnet. Have I ever seen that? It's on your fridge. It's on my fridge. Oh well, I, I think visit. it came because I did like a subscription <laughs> or something, and it was like the freebie in the mail. But I'm like, that's that'll work. I love that. <laughs> what does it say again? We're all here You're to just, just walk like, each other oh, home. That's so good. <sighs> I feel so much better. I really do. I mean, I felt good before, but I feel better now. Are you just trying to people please me? (laughs) Maybe. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening and for going on this journey with me. If you like what you heard, and I sure hope you do, please give Making Space a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Making Space with Hoda Kotb is produced by Allison Berger and Ursula Summer, along with associate producer Rachel Yawn. Our associate audio engineer is Juliana Mastrorelli. Our audio engineers are Tarek Fuda and Bob Mallory. Original music by John Estes. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Minna Kathuria is our executive producer. And Libby Least is the executive vice president of Today and Lifestyle. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.